Thompson. Kia and welcome to Property Matters. Tonight we're catching up with two young teachers to hear their journey in purchasing a new home. Plus we're talking property management with the property manager from Barford and Thompson Beachlands. Thanks for joining us on your Monday drive home. Welcome to the show. Welcome to another Monday. I'm Stephen Dello. Delighted to have you tuned into our show. Now, as you know by now, each week we have a mix of guests from across the rental and investment landscape to give you tips and tricks on how to maximise your investment and provide practical advice for tenants and landlords who just need that tricky question answered. This is very much your show, so we encourage you to email us at any point at propertymatters at barfoot.co.nz or send us a message on our Facebook page, Property Matters Radio, and we will get the experts to answer you in upcoming episodes. Now, welcome into the studio this afternoon, Anya from Barfoot and Thompson Beachlands. Great to have you here. Thank you. Afternoon. Afternoon, and we're going to catch up with you a little later in the show and see what's happening out in your space. And first of all, I'm catching up with Nick and James, two high school teachers who we chatted to back in December last year about their journey buying a brand new home as single people on a teacher's salary and that process. So... Good evening. Kia ora, Stephen. <laughs> that, that almost sounded like a dating show, wasn't it? <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that we are single. <laughs> well, you might not be now. It's been since December. No, this you could, made that public. <laughs> this show could go anywhere <laughs> tonight. Excellent. Um, hey, I'm really curious. So, you know, it's great to have you back. We, we caught up with you in December. And at that time, James, you were just about to move in or you thought you were just mm-hmm. about to move into your brand new home. And Nick, I think you were about three quarters the way through the process. So we kind of need to recap for people who have missed that and then talk about where it's got to. And the purpose of this is for young investors listening online, either to purchase to live in themselves or to purchase their first investment. To just sort of run through what that experience is like and some of the pitfalls. So, first of all, James, tell us what what exactly did you purchase? So, a two-bedroom townhouse um, uh, attached to a block of five others. Okay. Um, in, a, in a development of 29 houses. Okay, development of 29 and you're in a block of five, two-bedroom mm. townhouse, and that's in West Auckland. That's right. Yeah, mm. cool. And Nick, what have you purchased? Oh, uh, yeah, pretty similar. Um, only 13 houses in my development, um, but yeah, block of five and... Yeah, two-bedroom. Two-storey? Yeah, two-storey. Cool. Yeah. Seems to be the end thing, the two-storey Yeah, th- it's funny looking at a lot of the developments, especially out west, they all have the similar design, mm. the open living, the lounge moving to the dining, to the um, kitchen right. downstairs, plus the two bedrooms and bathroom upstairs. So very standard design, it looks like. Cool. And Nick, tell us, when did your process first start? How long has this journey been so far? Uh, so I think I first had a look at um, a show home probably end of April last year and I signed the agreement about I think it was about the 11th of May or something so it's just been just over a year ago just over a year and so far you're not in yet and we'll talk about that soon and James when did your process start? Um, So I signed the contract on the uh, early December 2019 uh, and moved in uh, end of February 2021 Okay 
So we caught up in December and it felt like you were about to be given the keys. I remember because I had just been through the walkthrough with you prior to the radio show to talk all about it. What happened to go from December to February? Well, radio silence um, was what came next. So, yeah, we did the inspection early December um, and it was almost a bit of a tease um, because it was ready. Um, and it was all ready, and we uh, continued to be promised that it was uh, you'd be in by Christmas Eve, um, and psychologically that was a really cool date to work towards, mm. uh, sort of to be in there for Christmas. And uh, then we heard nothing um, until I, I went for a walk Christmas Eve and walked past, and there were lights on in <laughs> other places. <laughs> and oh, so then I rang my real estate agent, and he knew exactly why I was ringing, um, and it was the difference between the clients. Um, sorry, the developer's clients and the real estate agent's clients seem to um, be able to have an alternative agreement where they could rent it until they could move in. So they were technically renting their own home, though. That's right. Yeah, so and not, still not ideal. No, and I was I was given that option, um, but it was quite a high rent per week um, and for an uh, unspecified amount of time. So I, in theory, could have been locked in for a long time paying rent. Mm. Um, so I said no to that, which was quite a tough decision when you just wanted to get in over summer. Well, especially as a teacher, I imagine that's your quietest time of the year to move and suddenly you're back into a term time having to move. It would have been perfect timing. Um, you know, you have six weeks off and I was ready to go, whereas um, it was a Friday afternoon, rush home from work um, with a trailer and moving over a weekend. Wow. Yeah. And now that you're in? Is it everything you hoped for? Oh, it's good. Yeah. yeah. it's. Um, I'm trying not to look at Nick when I talk about <laughs> yeah, this, yeah. but um, <laughs> uh, being in there, no, it's, it's, it's been really, really great. Um, lovely community, slowly meeting the neighbours. Um, it was a bit of a weird entrance because I moved in end of February on the Friday and the Saturday night when we were unpacking boxes was when um, the Prime Minister announced the, um, the, the oh, three-day lockdown. Wow. Um, and then, no, sorry, that was the week lockdown. We'd already done the three days. So I suddenly went from living in a house of six um, to living locked up, locked down in my own place. Um, so luckily the Wi-Fi went in that day because <laughs> um, I was teaching from the lounge that afternoon. Um, yeah, it was um, it was a quick experience. You know, um, it's all a bit of a blur now, really, because yeah. um, the final few days go really fast with lawyers and the um, the real estate agent. Cool. But yeah, I don't know if I'm. I don't have the energy to do it again. That's all for right. a while. <laughs> we'll, we'll unpack that journey shortly. So, Nick, where are you at with yours? So, when we caught up in December, I think you were hoping to be in February, March around then. Yeah, so that was what they were initially saying. Um, sort of end of March, and then it became end of April, and then about oh, a couple of weeks. And it was just after Easter weekend, I think it was. Got an email saying, oh, conservatively, due to council and sign-offs and things like that it'll be more like mid-June wow so like James as yours finished you're seeing it you can see it yeah everything is just sitting there waiting teasing teasing so much teasing do you think so so it's sitting with council this is where we're we're getting the pause for both of you it's 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 stopping there yeah that's what the developers have communicated to me and they've been awesome with that sort of stuff um just letting me know like what's happening, but it's basically they're waiting on titles, and mm. I think it'll be. Uh, it should be titles now. I think it should be where they're at. Um, yeah, but I've got to walk through um, in a next next week, so hopefully that will. Hopefully that won't be too much teasing, like James, <laughs> and hopefully it won't be another couple of months. But um, yeah, they are saying mid June, so we'll see. Um, mm. You see, for mine, it was a bit of council delay, but at the same time, I think the developers were aware of the council's timeline. 
I think I was sold a bit of a narrative right. around mm. when I'd be in, whereas um, it sounds like your developers, Nick, are a bit more realistic. Um, yeah, and I, th- I feel that they've been quite honest mm. um, with me about that. I mean, I'm guessing from your conversation of living with six people, you've come from home, mm. versus someone who potentially is renting a property, has given notice based on my house is ready. I've done my mm. walkthrough. They've given their 28 days notice to their property manager, and suddenly they can't get in. Hence, I guess, renting it becomes an option. So some clarity and warning from the start. We are hearing more and more that there are delays at council and that there is a bit of short staffing. We're aware some staff have moved over to Kaingaora to work in their teams, which has reduced mm. the numbers at council. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's, that's literally teasing you. What happens, Nick, if there's vandalism? So right now your house is built and finished. Who's liable if someone comes through and... Breaks well, in. I would assume it would be the developers still because I'm, I technically don't own it until right. until it's settled. I guess. Yeah, and it must be hard for some of these developers waiting for that money to come through too. They've finished their mm. job. Mm. I feel for them as well. Yeah, so I guess like for mine, they're probably you know expecting money at the end of March, and now it's going to be mid June, mm. you know, or end of June or whenever. <gasps> now, to be clear, with these Kiwi Build or Kangaroa Homes, no. no, no. So you you've brought, but the the developments themselves are do have those in there as well. Yeah, I've got aspects of mine are. So I'm in one of the, I believe it's the 10 non-Kiwi builds. Okay. I missed out on the Kiwi build um, process for that one. Um, but it, interestingly enough, the Kiwi builds were the ones that moved in first on that rental agreement. So mm. I really think they were... <laughs> Government possi- met their tick date, perhaps? Possibly. Mm. And I think... Um, but I, I, I also know from talking to them that they were literally about to be homeless. Right. Um, because they had given notice. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Um, yeah, well, I'm pleased to hear then there was a workaround. Yeah. Nick, is yours part of a Kiwi Build no, project? No, it's just all... It's just development? Yeah. yeah. So going back in time, you know, people listening thinking how hard it is to get on the investment market in Auckland, at what point did each of you know you were in a financial position to go solo, apply for a mortgage, or had you already tried in the past so you knew what you were in for? I had tried, I think. can't remember when I had tried. Yeah, might have, um, sort of the middle of the year. Or oh, the previous year was, was the end of the year and that they sort of said, you know, get rid of that student loan, get rid of, right. you know, finish paying off that last trip that I did to Europe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I think once that sort of had all subsided, that was quite, made it quite easy. So it is a lot a, easier. Yeah, I guess not easy. It is a case of stripping back every debt you possibly can. Yeah. Yeah. So you're going to a bank with nothing out going other than perhaps your rent and your food and those sorts of things. Yeah. yeah. What about you? Yeah, so mine um, came about almost the other way around. So I saw the house, the house has been advertised and it's quite close to where I used to live. Um, and the price, you know, looked big, but I kind of thought that must be achievable for a full, full-time mm. earner. Um, so I went to a mortgage broker and they did the numbers and it looked good. And then a couple of days later, it didn't look good. Um, so we had to go back and forth with a couple of different banks. And So what sort of things did you have to overcome? It was um, it was the deposit amount. Uh, uh-huh. it was, that was the toughest. They were happy with my income. Um, I thought I had a really healthy deposit, um, but the banks did not. So right. um, there was a bit of negotiation around that. Um, which my, my mortgage broker was brilliant and, and she knew the people to talk to and um, worked it around. And then I set a couple of saving goals, which were, which were quite tight for six months' time. The original completion date was July 2020. 
Um, had that been the date, money would have been tight up to the last payday. Um, but, you know, thankfully, because of the COVID lockdown, I spent no money for the best part of eight weeks. I <laughs> mm, yeah. uh, didn't have a choice. There's a few people who report, you know, they cleared those debts and things yeah. thanks to COVID. Yeah. So I, I met my saving target before July Great. Um, because of the lockdown. And then I had these sort of bonus six months mm. to, to make it a bit healthier. Right. Mm. So you're obviously living in it now and Nick, you're planning to live in yours. Long-term goals, is this an investment property that you will then rent out and our property manager across the table will be handing you her card any second? <laughs> or is this, um, no, I'm, I'm staying put here and we'll, we'll see further down the track? I think I've sort of got the best part of five years there mm-hmm. in my mind. It's, it's not big and there's no garage and there's, no, there's only one single car park. So those are my little frustrations. Right. Um, but now that I've got it, I don't want to let it go. Yeah. Um, it's sort of, I, I think I got in at the right time. The market was hot, but it wasn't mm. burning hot as it has been. Um, so I'll do, I'll do everything I can to keep it as a, a, a rental for long term. Uh, yeah, but for now, I'm just going to enjoy it. Enjoy it. Mm. Nick, what's your long term plans? Yeah, I think that would be something similar to James. I think it would be just the way, um, you know, it's a, a turnkey, I guess, and it's pretty, lo- it should be pretty low maintenance. It would be quite a good investment to keep, I think. Mm. Um, financially, who knows? Mm. Who, who knows what's going to happen mm. down the track? Um, and especially with property prices and things in Auckland, who knows? But yeah, you both chose West Auckland. Was there a reason for that, or is that just the development at the right time and the right pr- price? Well, for me, I, I work out west. Um, mm. I definitely want to avoid the motorway as much as I can. Um, but they had a lot of these developments going up. Okay, um, and there was options to choose from. Also, the one that. I'm in, um, there's no other development around it, um, so it's an established suburb. So for me, I've got a beautiful view of the harbour. Um, so I know at the moment I'm relatively safe mm. with that view. Um, so to me, long term, that's quite good. Nice. And for you, West Auckland? Yeah, I think, and I think it was probably a bit cheaper than like when I was looking. Not that I was really considering other areas, but they seemed a lot cheaper than other areas of Auckland as well, um, which was... I guess a factor and also working out Westish. Hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, James, if you could write a book for someone thinking of doing this, what's your top three pieces of advice you're going to give them? Oh, it would be get a good mortgage broker who referred to herself as my mortgage mum. No, um, oh, that's she, right. was, she was good. Um, <laughs> and get a really good lawyer, um, which I did. Um, Reuben McGee and West Auckland were just fantastic. Um, and, and when I got the final bill, I was a bit nervous for the lawyer's bill. <laughs> Never engaged a lawyer before. Um, and I was pleasantly surprised because the amount of work I felt they did for me, um, I felt they earned every dollar. Brilliant. Uh, the third piece of advice is have patience. Yeah. Because yeah. I think you need it, especially yeah. for a new build. Because um, I had f- friends and people I work with in my year and a half um, buy and move in mm. multiple times uh, mm. while I was still waiting. Mm. Yeah, feel free to give a plug to your mortgage broker. Yeah, um, Jess, Jessica Pronk, mortgage. Um, she's in New Lynn. She's uh, yeah, brilliant. Brilliant. Well done, Jessica. Nick, if I asked you if you did it all again, mm-hmm. what would be the one thing you'd do differently? Mm. Not go to Europe. <laughs> <laughs> Not buy all the furniture now and have it stacked up in your bedroom waiting to get in. Oh, that, that's a very good answer. It's <laughs> literally literally sitting there. Uh, <laughs> the cats are destroying it. Uh, um, something I'll do differently um, I think uh, 
that means you're happy with the process. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And you, think. you you mentioned before we went on here, you've had a good team from the developers. So yeah. Tell us about them. Uh, so, that, um, so I bought through Solution Street and um, they were extremely supportive and I feel that they've been honest, um, which I think perhaps, I don't know, James's, um, they may have been a bit, you know, been not dishonest, but, you know, not as honest as they could be. And, um, and I feel that they've, you know, given me updates along the way, which is really, um, I guess, um, what's the word for it? You know, I guess keep me interested in making mm. sure that, you know, that it's, it is, something is happening, you know, that's, you know, because you can go and have a look and you're like, oh, cool, so they've put some some blocks down. You know, it's like, <laughs> what is actually going on? Um, but to actually have those updates, those quite regular updates yeah. is quite good. Um, yeah. That's awesome. Anya, bringing you in here, I mean, we'll talk after the music break about sort of your role, but you've shared you've recently purchased a house as well. That's correct. Now, yours wasn't a new build situation? No, no. So we bought a pre-existing, I think it's a late 80s property. So hearing what these guys have talked about and been through, is there advice that you would give as well? Definitely a lot of patience. Yeah. Yeah. So even with an existing property, you've still got to have patience through the process? Absolutely. Yeah. So it becomes when you first get that paperwork and you are very excited about your purchase, you sort of, you don't tend to think about all the little bits and pieces that you'll have to do. Well, we didn't. We saw the property. We really liked it. We put an offer in and it kind of just, it it was just like a tsunami hit us. (laughs) And um, we sort of thought, well, how hard can it be? You get your finances relatively sorted. And we had our pre-qualifications before we went and actually started looking. So we thought, yep, we're pretty much all sorted financially. It's now just finding that property that suits us that we really want. Um, And then just a little bit of lawyer time, you know, so that's kind of, that was the expectation. And oh my God, how wrong were we? (laughs) Yeah, so in the last, um, I guess the last home stretch, that was probably the most trying and probably the most stressful part, mm. actually. Um, yeah, just patient, patience for me was the big one, and I'm not a very patient person on the best of days, so that was um, definitely a trying, trying time. Yeah, so yeah, I'd say have a lot of patience and just breathe. But an exciting reward at the end of it. Yeah. Absolutely. And, I mean, you must be proud to be young people that have managed to purchase in Auckland when many of us are lifelong renters. Um, was there anyone other than the mortgage broker that was a key part in this support chain? Oh, I think my mum and dad, Yeah, I think, is living at home and... Um, they were very good. They haven't dealt with property a lot, um, but they definitely knew the things to avoid. Um, and, you know, sort of get a get a good lawyer, make sure you're getting a good vibe from the real estate agent. Um, but also they let me stay there for a lot longer. Than, <laughs> they hadn't, hadn't rented your room out in advance based on the original date that you gave. No, but the plans to reject the house were put on delay. Um, so, no, I definitely appreciated that. Um, interestingly enough, three others I work with, um, similar age, they've all bought houses in the past year. Um, and they've had the, you know, it's a it's a... It's a patient process. Yeah. Mm. Um, so that's, yeah, it was comforting in one way um, to know that it wasn't just me. But yeah. I empathise with them because it is, it, it is a long journey. Especially with the carrot dangled at Christmas. Oh, that's kind of that holiday time, which is perfect. Yeah. 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 Nick, anyone else that helped you along your journey? No, I think I've kind of covered it um, with um, my developer. You know, yeah. they're good, um, good value. Um, 
and obviously family. And yeah. did you use a mortgage broker or straight to the bank? Went straight to the bank. Okay. Yeah. Um, there was through the developer there. They had, they had given me some advice. On right. Some great people that with the, my existing bank, and yeah, they've been they've been good. Brilliant. Um, so yeah. Excellent. All right, we're going to take a short music break now and then we're going to chat to Anya all about property management out in Beachlands and also get her take on what new investors should look for when they're purchasing an investment property. And our music today comes from the very talented Kristen Pulser, who is a wonderful Auckland singer. This is her latest song called Seasons. You went air when my breath grew thin. Take it in like the breeze of the forest, but I couldn't see the trees. Seasons change, but you remain summer. I couldn't stand the cold Ignoring the summer Never giving the drought But seasons have to change They're bound to change But I thank you for summer, summer, summer. Thank you for summer, summer. Never liked the rain, didn't care much for the rainbow. As I prefer. Summer, 
The very talented Kristen Pulsar, wonderful Auckland performer who grew up in South Africa, uh, recently just did a tour uh, playing Tina Turner in the Tina Turner musical. And I actually had the privilege of interviewing her last night on my Sunday night art show here on Planet FM. And she wrote this song about a friend and I loved her her philosophy behind it. She said, friends come in for a moment, a lifetime, or sometimes a season. Hence, it's called Seasons, and that it's okay to have friends just for a season. I thought it was really cool. So, well done, Kristen. Now, if you have something you or your company would like to share with investors, landlords, or tenants, or you're a Kiwi artist that would love us to play your music, do get in touch with us by emailing us at propertymatters at barfoot.co.nz. So now I want to join Anya into the conversation. And Anya, you've been listening to the discussion so far. If someone is listening and wanted to purchase their first rental property, and these are either sort of that unit townhouse style homes within their budget, do you think they make great rental properties? I think overall they do, yeah. Um, The big thing is obviously, like with everything, location is the key. Right. So when you're choosing something like this, you need to look at the location and you need to look at how many more of these properties are going to be coming on the market at the same time as you do. So units, townhouses, overall, yes, they are attractive to tenants because most of them, like you guys have mentioned before, they basically just turn the key and it's relatively easy maintenance. Um, So from that perspective, yep, attractive so yeah, I think, yeah. I think you, so. As a property manager, do you need a, a real good mix in your portfolio to cater for everyone? You know, the person who wants the apartment, the townhouse, the five-bedroom home near the beach. Definitely, yeah. Your variety is where it's at. Yeah. So you've got um, through the through the property management side, you you meet lots of different people with um, variety of requirements, and you've got from families to single to working couples. So yeah, it, it's basically trying to fit every aspect of it and every every need. What should someone look for to ensure they're purchasing a good investment? Well, like I said, um, location. Um, you also need to do your sums and just figure out what you're actually purchasing the property for. What you know, what kind versus what kind of return it's going to get you. Um, the big one to always keep in mind is when you do your calculations, don't count on your property being rented for the entire year. Right. Good advice. So you always need to set aside a certain amount of weeks that the property will be empty, whether that will be once every three years or once every five years. But you still, if you, if it's not, then you've, you've got a bonus. You've yep. got that money that's coming in. But if it does become vacant, you don't have the pressure of having to bridge the mortgage mm. payments when there's no income coming from the rental property. I imagine for you, realistically, when someone gives notice, sometimes it's easier to show people through once the house is empty. So there might be a gap, but you might get a better tenant for that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So if you don't have the restrictions with access, um, you can take a lot more people through and you can you can basically be more flexible with um, trying to fit in with people that are currently looking. Um versus a property that is tenanted and quite often not everybody likes having people through so Mm. you can be often restricted in terms of access so yeah absolutely can a potential investor like nick and james come come and talk to someone like you and actually have you come out and look at a property they're thinking of buying or look online 
to get your take on whether it's a good investment or not? Is that a service you offer? Yes, that's that we do, and that's something that I actually, um, I personally prefer to do that, um, irrespective of whether that's um, a you know first investment for you guys or whether that's a, a property that you know for someone that's already got a portfolio. When you see the property, you you generally have a better feel for it. You can give a, a better appraisal on the money that it will get. You also get feel for the area. So, yeah, absolutely, and um, anyone's welcome if they are thinking of um, a rental appraisal or purchasing or something and it's maybe just being built, um, it's definitely a good idea to talk to a property manager and get them to come out and have a look. There will be some things that they might point out you might not necessarily think of. So, speaking of an appraisal, how do you work out what the current market rent is? Is there some magic formula or are you assessing the local market? No. Um, we wish there was a magic formula. <laughs> Um, basically, it's a combination of things. So, obviously, we take into an account the status, um, stats that we get from tenancy services on the current market rent, um, although they are tracking a little bit behind in terms of the numbers that they provide us. So, it's really a combination of stats from the government, um, local knowledge, properties that you already have rented in the area, and you try and take the ones that you've rented in the reasonably recent times, um, not something that's been rented for several years. So yeah, it's just a combination of all sorts. You look on places like your Trade Me and your competitors to see what what the rest is being rented out that isn't part of, I guess, your portfolio. Right. And then, yeah, you just um, have a feel. But going to the property is the big one. Cool. We've had mortgage brokers and we've had the BNZ Bank on the show before and both of them have talked about the importance of getting an appraisal done because for them to push that mortgage through, they need to prove to the banks that this is a viable rental property. Sometimes even when you're planning to live on it, did either of you have to provide a rental appraisal even though you plan to live in it? No, but in the um, introduction pack from the real estate agent, I got an appraisal letter from a a local property manager okay. um, who basically said the based on their assessment the weekly rent will be this right um, so right. Th- that was helpful yeah um, yeah and that was actually mm. quite nice for me to know yeah mm-hmm. just in the back of my mind mm. you're the same yeah exactly the same yeah mm, interesting mm. so Anya Beachlands some of our listeners may not know where this beautiful part of Auckland is fill us in oh. um, <clears throat> so Beachlands is located. The best way to describe it will be southeast of Auckland. So um, some people might be familiar with the likes of uh, Woodford, which is basically it's a small little semi-rural rural town. If you drive through Woodford and you continue on the path, sort of on the road that takes you out to Maraitai, Beachlands is out that way. It's a little coastal area, um, Pine Harbour Marina and ferry building is out that side. Lovely, very batchy feel and it's still kind of, off the beaten track a little bit. So, yeah, it's got its own a little attraction there, just being nicer and quieter. Yeah. It still has community feel, doesn't it? I mean, you drive into that area and it still feels one of these lovely suburbs that has a village of shops and the school. and Very much so, yeah. It's like a, a small little gated community without being one and it's um, it's a big attraction for that. You've got a true community spirit in, in that place. You know, people know each other. You've got people waving and saying hello no. when, when they go for walks. Um, yeah, it's it's not your busy sort of hustle and bustle where people are just too busy going about their day. You know, everybody knows everybody, which yep. is like the, the old school New Zealand, I guess. And what is the market like 
in Beachlands from a rental and investment perspective? We are busy, yeah, very busy. So there's a lot of properties that are coming on to um, f- on the market for rent, um, quite a variety. So we've got um, several developments out in the area as well. So we do see a lot of the, the townhouses coming up. Majority of ours are actually the four-bedroom, sort of two-bathroom townhouses. That seems to be the big popular thing. The other side is because you still have the bigger sections and now you're able to build the, the minor dwellings on them. So there's a lot of the two-bedroom minor dwellings that are being built. Right. So, yeah, that's um, so you kind of have the... The mix that we were talking about before, you get the four bedrooms for the the family and then you've got your brand new two bedroom standalone units which are also coming through. So yeah, it creates quite quite a variety. As the weather changes, back to talking about seasons, uh, do you notice it gets a little bit quieter for people looking and people even giving notice I guess? Is this sort of coming into a quieter time? Yeah, absolutely. It's um, it's a well-known factor in the property management side that coming close. Just the closer you get to winter, the quieter it gets. With the exception of obviously last year, COVID was a, yeah. it put a mixed it, mixed it all up. Yeah, put a span in the works in a big way. But um, yeah, you definitely see it. So um, there's just not as many inquiries, and generally takes but you know sometimes a little bit longer. But uh, overall, they still rent. So yeah. What do you love most about being a property manager? Mm, tricky question. I think it's just there is no every day that's the same. So every day is, is something new and something different. Um, I love the fact that it's a combination of a bit of office time as well as out and about. So I enjoy I enjoy driving. So I guess that's something <laughs> that you need to really love uh, with this job. But yeah, that's just the variety of what the people that you meet and what you get to do. So you have to wear a lot of hats on the yeah. same day. A little less traffic, I imagine, out in Beachlands. Oh, it's lovely. (laughs) Yeah, I go against the grid every day, so that's even better. (laughs) So how are your owners and investors coping at the moment with the recent legislation changes? Um, It's a mixed reaction. Uh, I think for the most part, majority of the owners sort of accepted the fact that it's it's just got to be done. Um, We are working on getting the properties up to spec and we're trying to still talk to all of our investors to get the job done irrespective of whether your property is going to come vacant or not on the 1st of July. It is um, something that is a good idea to be prepared and if you can get the job done and get your property compliant before its due date or before you are faced with you know your tenants given notice and they're mm. going to be vacating past 1st of July... If you don't have time pressure, you can shop around, you can find a, a better price, you can, you know, when things go wrong, like the, the guys were just saying, you know, when thing, you can't get materials, you can't get supply of, say, heat pumps and things like that, which is what we're seeing now. So we're still trying to get the owners to basically be proactive and get themselves ready and get themselves assessed if not assessed, you know, if there's minor little bits and pieces that they need to do to get the property uh, compliant, we'll get it done. Because at the moment you can still pick and choose on who, how and how much it's all going to cost. If you were giving advice to an investor on what things to put into a rental property, what are the key things people always ask for? I mean, for me, it's always that dishwasher. Mm. But what other things, you know, should they invest in getting a good quality thing put in? Absolutely. So it comes down to, you know, for most people, we're not that rich to buy cheap stuff. And the reason for that is 
things that are not of good quality, they're not going to last as long. Mm. So you then end up repairing them more often. Overall, over the long period of time, it's going to cost you more. So do spend a little bit more. Put a good quality heat pump. Put a good quality dishwasher in. Because those are the things that get used all the time. And they're the ones that if they're not going to stand the test of time, they're going to cost you much more. Yep. So, yeah, for us, it's um, at the moment, is the heat pumps, but that's every year around this time of the year. Yeah. It's the big one. Um, dishwashers. Garages? Yes. Are garages still a thing? People really want to have that garage space? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, garaging or car parking. So, when you're considering to purchase a property, you need to really look at what your, you know, your sort of the, the parking spaces are like. And mm. it's, yeah, for most households, you'll have at least two vehicles. Mm-hmm. You mentioned earlier location. So how important is it to get that location right? Oh, it's huge. You know, your location um, will ultimately dictate what your what your rental property is going to return. Um, depending on, you know, which, which parts of it could be the same street, but one side of the street is better than the other. Mm. Um, and that's just local knowledge. So if you are looking mm-hmm. in, in investing into a, a rental property, then you really need to talk to locals. Great. Um, yeah, sometimes it's not the certain things that you call. You could Google. Or, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Or do a single drive-by and make a presumption. Um, Nick and James, if I come to you thinking about location, how did this factor your decision or were you limited in choices by your budget or style of home you were choosing? I mean, James, you said you teach out west, so obviously mm-hmm. that was a key thing. Mm-hmm. But how much did location impact this decision? I think financially I was locked into only a few, er- a few places. Right. I think... Um, mm. The market was just yeah, it's big, it's big, big money. Yeah. Um, so I was I was limited, but it was the nicer of the the options out there, I think. Um, but also for me, yeah, it's like West is home. I didn't want to be venturing too far away. No. Um, especially when I still work out there and all my family's out there. But yeah, it was definitely price. Brilliant, Nick. For you? Yeah, I think it was price as well. Um, I guess for me, working a little closer, probably to so I work in Avondale. Um, the they're like Massey was probably too far, right? You know, so I was like, I was keen to have something a bit closer. Uh, so when sort of something came up in Henderson, that was quite, you know, just down the road, like mm. or down the hills, kind of thing. Um, yeah, so I guess that was probably my motivating factor. Um, and then I guess they're all similar pricing around, like that was similar pricing to further right. out. Um, yeah. Thinking about what we just said with Anya, did you get a dishwasher? No, I've um, I've gone manual. Gone manual. And I've put a um, for the first time ever, and I've put a, a dryer condenser in where my dishwasher okay. space is. Great, great. Um, yes, I've yep. got an old school washing machine, and at the moment, the uh, the small laundry yeah um, can't fit both. All right, no dishwasher. Have you got a dishwasher? Yeah, it came with a dishwasher, oh, which was which was a motiva- which was a motivating factor. <laughs> <laughs> Is yours garaged or similar to Jane's parking out in the uh, park, car park? Yeah, parking out. Um, yeah. Which I think a lot of them are now. Yeah, like my yeah. cousins just bought as well and they get one car park for two of them. So they're going to negotiate mm. who parks in and who parks out. <laughs> I think the nicer car gets priority. And yeah. yeah, Brilliant. Hey, everyone, thank you so much for chatting with us. Time has vanished. Nick and James, it was great to catch up and hear where your journey has gone. Hopefully, Nick, 
I can do an update in a couple of weeks and say you've moved in and don't have to call you back for a third time to say what's happening. We shall see. We <laughs> shall see. Anya, good luck Thanks. with your property management. If someone wants to get in touch with Anya, please contact www.barfoot.co.nz forward slash Beachlands. She would love to get in touch. And apologies for the start, making it sound like a dating show, but they are single and you can email property matters <laughs> at barfoot.co.nz. Keep smiling, everyone. Have a great rest of the week.